Hi, welcome to Upgrade Your Faith. I'm Luke Gredless, and this is one of our bite-sized Bible studies where we spend just a few minutes together in God's Word to activate our minds, touch our hearts, and start to transform our souls. Uh, happy Holy Week. It's Easter week, one of my favorite weeks of the entire year, even when we're in quarantine. And, um, you know, it's just one of those great weeks to reflect on who our Savior is, what He has done for us, the way He loves us, and the fact that despite all of our sin, despite all of our failings, despite all of our imperfection, that because of the sacrifice he made on that cross and because of the unbelievable power that rose him from the dead, you and I have access to this brand new life. Our life of sin has been buried and we now have a life in eternity with him. And that is just a glorious thing to think about, to reflect on. And just, I don't know, Easter week's one of those weeks where it so pulls me to to look at who Christ is and what he's done for us. And it always just reaffirms, like, that's my Savior. That's my Lord. That is the man that I follow every day of my life. And this, and this is exactly why. This is why. So we're going to pick up uh, where we left off. Yesterday, we talked about the triumphal entry. Uh, Jesus coming in, the people greeting him with cheers and praise and treating him like a conquering uh, king that's returning back to the city. And we're going to go right from that. We're going to pick up a totally different tone. And, and I think this is one of the things I love about the complexity of Christ. We have a tendency to want to put people in boxes, right? You're the smart one. You're the funny one. You're the serious one. You're a pessimist. You're optimist, right? We tend to struggle with dynamic people because dynamic people keep us on our toes. They can change from one minute to the next. They can... They can react differently in different settings and, and we always then have to be thinking and evaluating and looking at them because they're not just so simply that we can paint them with a broad brush and be done with them. And Jesus is definitely one of those people. Uh, in some moments, he's going to be the most compassionate and softest and kindest person that you've ever seen in the history of the world. And other times he is going to have a power and a veracity to him that outweighs everybody else. And that's a hard thing for us to always judge with. And I tend to think that we as Christians, at least in the modern culture, we overemphasize Jesus as our buddy, our friend, um, the kindness, the softness, the love. Not to say that those aren't characteristics of him, but like I would never call Jesus soft. And I think we tend to forget that Jesus didn't get crucified. He didn't get crucified for being the nicest guy in the world. He got crucified because he had a boldness and a power to him and a revolutionary mindset where he was trying to flip everything on its head. That was, that was not something that people just walked by. It was hugely intentional by him. It struck people's hearts. It struck people's minds. And there was this strength and power to him that led to the cross. And, and, and we ignore that sometimes. I always joke that whenever you look at you know a painting of Jesus, you tend to see Jesus with a sheep or Jesus with a little children or a smiling, kind Jesus. And, and yes, that was a huge aspect of him. But there was a fire. There's a fire. And I think it's so important for us to know because one, my God is powerful and my God is big. And me knowing those things reminds me he's here and I'm here. The second thing about knowing that he is powerful and that he's big is that it makes me remember that all the problems I'm facing are small and weak. And the third thing is, is that's the Savior, right? That if I'm going to give everything I am and everything I have to someone, if I'm going to be their slave, their servant, and they're going to, he's going to be my master and my Lord, well, I, I don't want the distance between us to be this little. I want it to be huge. 
I want to be clear that there's a reason I'm following him because he is perfect. He is almighty. He is powerful. He is loving. He is he's perfect. And I think that's what we see in Holy Week is we see so many different aspects of Christ. And, and what we're going to talk about is one that I think gets minimized a lot. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to be in Luke. Uh, we're in Luke chapter uh, 19. And it's a short little section, but it's verses 45 through 48. Uh, Luke chapter 19, 45 through 48. So he has this huge triumphal entry, Palm Sunday, right? Everybody talks about. Then what happens? It says, then he went into the temple and began to drive out those who bought and sold in it, saying to them, it is written, my house is a house of prayer, but you have made it into a den of thieves. And he was teaching daily in the temple, but the chief priests, the scribes, and the leaders of the people sought to destroy him and were unable to do anything for all the people were very attentive to hear him. And so I, I love this, this story because I think we need to picture this. This is so not how we think of Jesus. Um, Jesus rides in. There's this huge procession. There's everybody cheering him on, everybody crying out to him. Then he goes to the temple. And this is the second time he's done this. We see him have a righteous indignation and a, a righteous anger. Because as he walks into the temple, which him is his father's house. He sees it exactly the way his father intended it to be. His father's house. Not not what people have made it. And he walks in there and what he sees happening is is that a marketplace had basically formed in the temple. Uh, If you were traveling from long distances, which many people did, to worship and to provide offerings in the temple... You needed animals for sacrifice. You, you, needed, you needed certain things to, to do the rituals. And so what happened is local vendors would set up in the temple. They'd sell at high margins um, the items that you needed if you were traveling so that you could then do uh, the, the rituals and traditions that God had asked of you. And so he walks into his father's house, which is supposed to be about teaching and worship and prayer. And what does he find? It's a marketplace where people are getting ripped off where everybody's nickel and diamond, where everybody's negotiating, where everybody's focused on what? On money. And a fire burns in him. And what happens? Jesus throws these people out. He physically forces them out of the temple. And I think it's an important thing for you and I to remember is that this is an element of his character. right? This is a boldness and a power where he was willing to offend. He was willing to to, to forcibly remove people. He, he was willing to show a boldness, a power, a strength, an offensiveness that he felt was necessary and was necessary because people were going against what his father had set up and required us to do. And I think that's an important thing because as Christians, we, we try to follow in the footsteps of Jesus. And so if we just limit our, our picture of Christ to he was a nice guy, well, then that means that the main focus of Christianity is to be a nice person. Just be a nice, nice, calm person. And look, there should be a calling card in our lives of Christians being loving. Right? Greatest commandment. Love God. Love people. So, so love and with love, compassion and kindness should be a huge part. A huge part of who we are as Christians. But people miss that love has two pieces to it. There is the soft compassion, but there is also a powerful 
strength behind it as well. A strength that shows itself in discipline, a strength that shows itself with anger, a strength that shows it with a desire for justice. And if you're just always the nice person, but you don't have any of that strength to your love, that's not real love and it's not beneficial. Think about being a parent. Imagine you were just always kind and compassionate to your child. You just always gave them what they asked for. You just always did what they wanted. Would you really be a loving parent? Would you really create a strong, disciplined, mature individual? No, no you wouldn't. And so what I love about the cleansing of the temple is it shows you this, this veracity and this power and the strength that Christ had in his character and that he was willing not just to play to the crowds for popularity, but to do what was right. And ultimately, I think this characteristic that we tend to almost ignore, I think it was a much bigger part of who he was, and that's why he ends up on the cross. If he had just been a nice guy, if he had just been somebody who didn't offend, if he had just tried to make everybody feel good, then they would have never put him on the cross. We do have to be just like him and be loving, kind, and compassionate when the time calls for it. But we also have to have a strength and power to ourselves that when we see wrong being done, when we see God being mistreated, not that he needs us to defend him, he can take care of himself, but because we have a love and a passion for him, we do what's right and we stand with him. We have to have that kind of backbone. And if we don't, then what we will find is when we're not reflecting Jesus and two, we're not reflecting that spirit that God gave us, which is what? A spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. And so that's my encouragement to you, brothers and sisters. One, read this and go, you know what? That is my Lord. That is the Lord that is going to stand for me with every injustice that's been done to my life. That is the one who's going to set right every wrong. That is the one that can meet Satan face to face and say, go away. That is the one who can defend me, protect me, and watch over me because he is bold and he is powerful. And second, I want to reflect that in my life. I want to reflect that strength as well. Brothers and sisters, happy Easter week. Thanks for spending a few minutes with us. I hope you're staying safe. I hope you're not being stressed out by everything that's happening. And I hope you're using this time to get closer to the, into the or deeper into the word and closer in your relationship with God. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you soon.